It's episode 1026, and it's the Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, and mogul, Derek Miner. What up? Oh, my gosh. Uh, just down the road in Germantown, right there in Nashville, our very own downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. How's, how's Nashville treating you? Um, it's been really fun. I've really liked it. Um... I sorry to admit it, I did go to Broadway, but not like that Broadway. I went to one place on Broadway and Emily. <laughs> she made a friend. I did make a friend. Did you, you did? I did. She made a friend. She a, a random yes. drunken middle-aged no, lady no. who was there. <laughs> Bachelor party. Emily helped her. Emily held her hair as she was vomiting into the gutter. Yeah. She fell off the bicycle. Emily, Not quite what happened, but... Um. This, this is this is what happens when we cancel our time to get food. Right. You just start wandering on Broadway. I was Broadway. like, well, I guess I got to go to Broadway. That's the only other option. <laughs> That's all um, there is to do in Nashville. <laughs> no, but it has been really fun. Um, haven't gotten on a, uh, a pedal tavern yet, but... You know, I still got time. It's kind of yeah. cold right now, though, and it's been a little rainy, so don't think I want that vibe. Yeah, this is not it. You want to do Pedal Tavern in, like, March. Okay, I'll put it on the schedule. This is, this is Yeah, put it on the schedule. <laughs> we'll Pedal Tavern together. Let me... <laughs> Let me, let me. Can we do the podcast from a pedal tavern? <laughs> oh my let's gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. A mobile rolling. <laughs> Emily, let's, yeah. Yo, let's do a pedal tavern in like March or April and just, just go live or something. <laughs> just wire that thing up with some, some, some mics and, and ride, man. Just let's ride. do it. I'm with it. <laughs> Derek would go live and record from a pedal tavern with Emily Brown. Oh, I without know. a doubt. Would, yeah. no, 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 no question. And it's like, well, who's the guest? Who are we interviewing? I don't know. Whoever just ran. <laughs> Randomly jumps Who on the pedal next tavern. To us? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had an idea for a podcast one time, and it'd be called Hibachi. Because the theory is, you know how unless you like the pedal tavern, you don't know who's sitting next right. to you. Unless you got a party that's filling out the whole thing. It's like going to the hibachi, where you could be sitting next to Rando. If you're going with like less than mm-hmm. nine people, oh, yeah. right? Oh, you yeah. set up mics around the hibachi table and just see what see what kind of naturally comes out when all these strangers sit together. It's it, the Petter Tavern has the same type of vibe. You get the most interesting person in the world sitting down there. You know, I, I I'm all about this. Dude, the, the hibachi stranger banter is always like surface level. It's either a couple of dad jokes or it's like not with me. You go deep at the nah. hibachi. I'm not necessarily deep, but I you go would. interesting. You would. I go interesting. <laughs> no, the, the 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 goal is to make people uncomfortable. Like there's a comedian here in Nashville named Sir Joshua Black. And he literally just goes on Broadway and asks people the most uncomfortable questions and it produces the funniest content in the world. <laughs> so I think like Emily, that's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna go troll people. Like that's <laughs> then we're we're not going deep. We're gonna troll people. Like that's that's what we're doing. We troll. I people. like it. What's the most afraid you've ever been? And you just stare at them and just what? wait for the answer. You know? No, 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 no. Not really in Nashville. We're not gonna do that in Nashville. We don't we don't scare people in Nashville. What is people it? in Nashville have Tell guns. Me. Like we That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> you will get shot. Everyone's very heavily armed. Children carried guns. It's yeah. heavily armed. Right, exactly. But I know a dude in Nashville been shooting since he was five years Absolutely old. Not. So yeah. we, Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, we good. There are two 
two Nashvilles. There, you know, that Nashville. You don't want to ask them about being scared. All right. Uh, okay. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to hip hop artists. Very, you can't even call him a hip hop hip hop artist. He trap and Latin and R and B. What if RG joins us? Uh, he has an album out, a new album this fall uh, called New Hollywood. We talk to him about that. You don't want to miss that. And at the end of the show, we have hibachi talk. I'm going to help you sharpen your hibachi table social skills with a very special game. Look at us doing this on the fly. Hibachi talk is coming up at the end of the show. You don't want to miss it. But stay tuned. Up next, right now, it's Slices. Listening to number one pop star. The song is Dance Away the Pain. I do that every night. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. It's time for Slices. All right, what do you have, Jesse? All right, I saw this story. It's uh, posted over at relevantmagazine.com. Um, is there so- is there construction going on within 15 feet of you? It sounds there like is, it. And I wasn't aware of this. I wasn't aware <laughs> of this until I showed up today. I mean, it's not 15 feet. I'm in a closed... You yeah. can see, you know, doors and everything closed yeah. off, but yeah. you know, it, it is, it is nearby and I was not aware, but I'm just rolling with it. That's and funny. I'm asking the listeners to ignore the circular saw. If, <laughs> if there's just, I'm preparing people for the hibachi podcast. There's a lot happening in the background on that show. Okay. Yeah. People flinging there's volcanoes. Yeah. Yeah. There's volcanoes. Yeah, shrimp being flung all over the place. Um, you hear it whizzing by hey, the mic. You know, my. I, for the first time, I took some people to Bachi a few weeks ago, and for the first time in my life, he didn't do the volcano. He did a tornado. Have you seen the tornado? He, he kind of whips it up, like does a little circle of yeah, air. So he's, yeah, so he, he does the volcano, but then he flips over to another bottom and makes kind of a V, right? And, and he pours it in and fills it up so much, and then the smoke, he starts to do that with his finger. He spins it, and it creates this tornado vortex. It's pretty amazing. It's better than the volcano. I'm never going back to the volcano. So you're telling me the hibachi's got is is making a whole weather system <laughs> yes. right there on the grill. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Volcanoes. That's amateur hour. He created a weather system in our dinner. It was great. That's yeah. It's it's. Yeah. I need the listeners to know that as soon as Cameron mentioned the tornado of the hibachi grill, I've never seen Jesse's eyes light up like that. Like it just immediately. <laughs> I wrote in like in all the times we've been doing a podcast, his eyes. What? It was like. You just told him yeah. the greatest news in the world. Created like a funnel. Because I saw like a red, I saw a video on Reddit one time. I was like, oh, that's fake. Obviously fake. Wait, you saw the weather system? That guy's there? Yeah. It's probably that same guy. I mean, how many could there be? He's doing- changing the game of hibachi. I mean, like he, he has set a, a level that I will never, I mean, nobody can reach science it. kid out there. Dude, it's yeah. amazing. Weather manipulation yeah. 
for dinner. Yeah. If you go to Hibachi, tell them you don't want the volcano anymore. Tell them you want the tornado. And if they don't know how to do it, you walk right out of there. That's a subpar Hibachi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want that weak tornado stuff here. Or, or weak <laughs> volcano. I yeah. want tornado or nothing. Premium. Premium. <laughs> <laughs> as if like <laughs> the other half lives they don't even they don't bother with volcanoes like no. you know the, no. the you know the the one percent they have hibachi they have tornadoes hibachi tornadoes yeah. and nothing i mean else. probably weather systems we don't even know about There's probably a little hurricane brewing over <laughs> lightning on, and thunder somewhere he just goes <laughs> wildfires kind of blow, you know the eye of the storm over there in the tofu yeah. they do a wildfire you know yeah, yeah a little I mean, earthquake to shake up the rice yeah who knows what they got <laughs> Um, okay, I saw the story. It's on relevantmagazine.com. <laughs> you guys know me. Uh, once again, I feel like I've talked at length about my love, my lifetime love with of Hot Pockets. Um, <laughs> I knew a, you were going to pick this. Oh, you know, ever since the ever since they poke those holes on the sides of the sleeves for the microwave to let it <laughs> vent out so they don't explode out the back ends. You guys know what 100%. I'm talking about. I do not, but... I, I've, been, I, I've been pretty convinced that they're a company at the forefront of innovation. Okay. They, they have found ways to not only jam frozen beans into a pastry pocket. <laughs> that's good for all of time. As long as it's frozen. They also got this, the whole sleeve system. Yeah. It's the guys, the sleeve system is impressive. When you think about what they, it's like tinfoil in the microwave. They figured it out. I don't know how <laughs> I don't ask. Have they, have they seriously, I haven't had a hot pocket in 20 years. My last experience with a hot pocket was it was, it was like it's a ventilated sleeve. It, it, it squirted out the back and that's cheese stuff burned on the sleeve. And then and then the the front quarter and the back quarter were pretty good, like like hot. And then in the middle it was just a totally different temperature. They, they solved, solved it. it. They solved wow. it. They solved it. They had they these they had these strategically engineered little cutouts that circulate the heat to the middle of the hot pocket and work out. It's I'm telling you. <laughs> They, they, there, there's somewhere there's someone that has an like an engineering and design degree that's like, yeah, all I do is hot pocket sleeves. Like this is cutting edge type of technology. They worked at NASA. They wanted something more innovative. They went to hot pockets. Yeah. Uh-huh. Next stop, Domino's. Those guys are always <laughs> making. I'm always seeing commercials for you know they're gonna have robots delivering their pizzas soon. You know the foodie um, in me is appalled at this this where we're at right now. Like I am just appalled. What 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 is offensive to you about this, Derek? Bruh. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> Why are we talking about hot pockets, bruh? I just need to understand. Bro, I have not had a hot pocket since I was a kid. I've not had a hot pocket in a long time. Well, that explains a lot. You know what I'm realizing as we're talking about this? The most innovative food companies are the worst food mm-hmm. because it's Interesting like... Interesting take. You talked about Domino's. They have robots and stuff. But think about mm-hmm. this. I just saw this week that Denny's, Denny's has your food delivered by a robot now. They have like robots no. roaming the restaurant with your plates on them and it comes up to your table and you just take your plates off mm-hmm. and then I think the that robot might be goes to minimize fights at Denny's because, you know, the Denny's wait is wait. <laughs> no, I think it's because they're not making no money because don't nobody go there. So they had to get rid of some waitresses oh. and they bought a robot. Either way, either way. They, 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 there's someone who works for Denny's who makes robots. That's what I'm Just saying. Think about right, that. That's what I'm saying. They're investing <laughs> like, in R and D of tech. These, all these companies is like hiring like, the like brightest it, minds and science. They need to invest in better pancake batter <laughs> and, and, or, or a local sausage or, or like cheese that, that's not crusty. 
Like, you want a farm to table Denny's experience? You want locally sourced eggs and stuff <laughs> sure. at Denny's? Sure. Okay. All why right. should all of, why should our food be packed from all across the country? Like why can't if I have my Denny's in Nashville is not getting its ingredients from Nashville? That's the problem. I mean consistency yes. and stuff, but all right. I like fine. to think that if you went to the Disney headquarters, which in my mind is a skyscraper lower Manhattan, <laughs> there is a floor. Uh-huh. There, that is like that floor in in the Dark Knight where Morgan Freeman takes Batman down there, and he shows him all the cool R and D, like cars coming out of the floor, like DARPA guns right. and stuff, and like you know at the Denny's headquarters, it's just a bunch of engineers working on the most insane robots you ever you've ever seen solely to to put syrup on pre made pancakes and waffles. I love that. That that's actually happening, and all the, and all the best like app developers that got laid off this in the, this year, they're being hired up by Domino's and Hot Pockets, and yeah. you know, yeah, yeah this is not good. This is this is not good. Just, we need to put the, put that innovation somewhere else. No, Derek, it's fantastic because for a long time, the biggest innovation and the whole fast food and the whole delivery thing uh-huh. was those little three legged tables they put in pizza boxes <laughs> so the middle doesn't collapse on. Right. That was the that was the most innovative the thing pinnacle. they'd ever done. The pinnacle for yeah. like thirty years. For like thirty years, they're like we're never going to advance past. Well, then, no, then then they invented the delivery insulated thing yeah. that the delivery mm-hmm. guy would have. That you know that made yeah. it on the scene. That after was huge. The, that yeah, was huge. huge. Yeah, some of these places need to invent good food. <laughs> so back to hot pockets. <laughs> you haven't had a hot pocket in your adult life. Okay, yeah, give hot pockets. I'm try. sorry for invent the digression. Good food. The point is, the point is, they're very innovative company. They are now. They have now partnered with the Columbus Fashion Alliance, which is a quote collective of creatives passionate about the fashion industry in Columbus, Ohio. What? The, which everyone knows is the Paris of Ohio. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm not throwing shade on Columbus Fashion <laughs> Alliance. They seem like good people. Anyway, they have designed the hot pocket shorts, which feature quote. Uh, this is from their press release, but you can go online, coolingrelevantmagazine.com to look at it. Literal hot pockets that keep your sandwiches hot and your calves cool thanks to insulated cargo pockets. A true wintertime flex. Oh, no, you said sandwiches hot and your calves cool? Yeah, because these are cargo. Imagine imagine just your standard- Cargo shorts. Uh, early, early 2000 Old Navy cargo shorts, okay? Mm-hmm. Now imagine a cool flaming hot pocket logo on one of the pockets. It's insulated- so you slide the hot pocket right in there. It keeps it hot on the go. <laughs> they also are selling a, a matching hoodie too for for the for the you know if you really want that hot pocket drip right. But right now, an insulated pocket for you to slide the hot pocket right in. I mean, it's what? again, it's that just showing the, the innovation. Peak of fashion, yeah. And, I mean, it's got utility too, you know? I had a car once that the glove box had the option, the AC would cool it. Like you could put your takeout in there and it keep your food cool in the glove box. I thought that was amazing. It was a car I used to have. Mm-hmm. That's what this Hot Pocket shorts are doing. But on your clothes, you can literally... Exactly. It's amazing. I, I, I love amazing. it. And I think if anyone, um, uh, you know, needs a last minute Christmas gift, <laughs> solutions here. Here. I just want to say cargo shorts because I don't I don't love the look of cargo shorts, but I also don't know like you can't just do this with like, like regular jeans. Yeah, what? Else, how else are you gonna <laughs> stick a hot pocket in your clothes if you don't have pockets? You got to have as many pockets. Why would you stick a hot pocket in your clothes? Can we get like a hot pocket? Purse? Why would you stick it in your clothes? Because you're running late, right? And you have 
two and a half minutes to heat up a hot pocket, but you don't have time to let it cool and eat it. So get an apple. <laughs> it's like, oh man, I got a lunch meeting today. I didn't. What about a banana? Some grapes? <laughs> trail it, mix? Yeah, what are we gonna just carry them around your hand? Like, no, this is an insulated. <laughs> this is an insulated strategic pocket. And look, we're all there playing checkers. Hotbox has been playing chess for years. Okay. <laughs> It did make me think of that scene in Napoleon Dynamite when he puts yeah, the yeah. tater tots in his pocket. pocket tots. He yeah, would have really tots. benefited from an insulated cargo short for his tots. Yeah. Yeah. No, he wouldn't have. <laughs> Derek, some of us are busy. We're on the go. And uh, I don't have time to sit and eat. I need to walk briskly with the convenience of khaki cargo shorts. And... Don't nobody want to eat a, a, a dirty hot pocket out your, your cargo shorts. Could you imagine just sitting down? And well, I wouldn't put my keys in there. I'd put my keys on the it other side. It doesn't matter. The preservatives oh used God. in the hot pocket creation process will kill any bacteria. We just <laughs> not even, don't worry about it. You, can have a, you, you could peel loose change off the hot pocket while you're eating. Yeah, that's fine. Just don't worry about it. Don't worry. It, it, the grease will kill it. The grease will kill I could eat the coins right now if I wanted to. I mean, they, they they came in close proximity to a hot pocket. It's sterilized. Trust me. <laughs> nothing can live. Right. Hey, enjoy your linty hot pocket. All right. What do you have, Derek? Um, Boston just voted to uh, lower the legal voting age from 18 to 16. So it, uh, let's see. That's, they're the first major city to do so. So that's interesting. It's crazy. It still has to, uh, you know, obviously this is the first step. It has to go to the mayor mm -hmm. before heading to legislature, but and it wouldn't affect federal voting uh, or state. It would just literally just be in Boston. So, oh, okay. But yeah, the city of Boston. But I mean, Boston's is huge for municipals. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's humongous. I yeah, so this yeah. is interesting because I think it is a lot of people have always argued. You know, there's so many different thoughts about voting, but um, you know, I had tons of people when they were I knew times people when they were 16 they were working they were paying taxes they were mm -hmm. um very much get, like you know a lot of them were more on their own than other 16 year olds and I think it's important to acknowledge that and give them the opportunity I think some people are nervous that um you know if we lower it then you know a 16 year old is just going to vote for something silly or you know write in someone dumb but think about it I mean the younger demographic. It's a lot of adults that voted for some dumb people too. Right, so, right. It know, affects all uh, generations. <laughs> so <laughs> age is not uh, <laughs> like you don't got to be 16 to be dumb. It's some 36 year old idiots out here. So, <laughs> you know, hey, I, I ain't tripping Look, at if all. You're 16 and you, you know, you're out there whether you work or not, but if you're working, there's taxes are going somewhere that come out of your paycheck. If, if you're mm -hmm. getting, if you're old enough to get taxed, in my opinion, you're old enough to have your vote be For heard sure. and, and, and about how that's being spent. You know, right. I mm -hmm. think it's pretty reasonable. Right. Hmm. I, and like I we said, you know, it. this is just for the city, but I'd be interested to see if this eventually does, you know, probably decades down the road. But if it leads to the federal voting age being lowered as well, be interesting. That is interesting. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. I could... I could see the argument yeah. for raising the voting age. I could see the argument for lowering it. That's interesting. See, see how it plays out. All right. Yeah. What do you have, Emily? 
Um, okay, so last week we talked about how Miriam Webster's word of the year was gaslighting. Barf. We're not going to talk about that anymore. We are going to talk about. We didn't, hey, Emily. We didn't talk about that. You, I think you're mistaken. Just even you doing that, I start sweating. You feel like we <laughs> talked about it. We did not talk about it, Emily. We did not talk about gaslighting. I actually, like, I literally can't react to that. It just, oh gosh, it just hurts me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> no, sorry. no, it was funny. Um, I do want to talk about Oxford's dictionary word of the year um, because I relate to that one a lot more. Their word of the year was goblin mode. Um, do you know what goblin mode? Like, if someone's like, I'm going goblin mode. Do you know what that means? No. It's a very social media term. It is a social yeah. media term. Yeah. Basically, so, well, here, I'll read the definition from Oxford Dictionary. It's a type of behavior that is typically self-indulgent, lazy, or greedy, often in a way that rejects social norms of expect or expectations. So, ba basically, the creation of Hot Pocket shorts <laughs> is yeah. goblin Is a company going goblin Right, mode. right. Yeah, um, that's true. I think it really came out because um, just during the pandemic... Yeah. No, no one really knew how to react or, or how to act at all. And so they were, they just kind of like, for lack of a better word, turned into a goblin and just, and we all went goblin mode. And so I think it's funny that Oxford picked this as the word or they, that they crowned it as the word of the year. Um, Cause in a way I, I think it sort of represents us. Uh, what was funny is the president of Oxford university press. He said, Quote, given the year we've just experienced, goblin mode resonates with all of us who are feeling a little overwhelmed at this point. It's a relief to acknowledge that we're not always the idealized, curated selves that we're encouraged to present on our Instagram and TikTok feeds. And I think that's important. Like, I think five years ago, no one posted an Instagram photo without a filter, without making sure everything looked good. Now, people post, quite honestly, some very unflattering photos and very messy. But well, be real has kind of been a big part of that for sure. You know? Yeah, be yeah. real is like I I can't wait to look back at the memories that I posted this year because they are. And there's been some interesting be real moments, but um, yeah, we all went a little goblin mode this year, and I like the representation. Did it, I, I think it's interesting that how they chose it because the Merriam-Webster one was like gaslighting was the most searched term this year on their on their website, sort of a thing. There was. Like they didn't just pick it, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. did they just pick Goblin Moan because they felt it represented 2022 or was there, did they say like what the criteria was? Oh, sorry. It was voted. Um, there was a vote online voted. for, mm -hmm. they kind of gave a couple options. Um, metaverse I th came in second. So they, like they picked words that gained some popularity this year that a lot of people were searching, looking up. Um, and then they just kind of let, um, audiences vote on like, what do you think? really Got represents it. the year. And so uh, and I think it was... And this is why 16-year-olds shouldn't vote. Because <laughs> <laughs> they'll just vote. They'll the, just go goblin. Word, the word of the year for 16, for 2022 is goblin, goblin mode. mode. So yeah. there you but go. Hey, if it's accurate, it's accurate. <laughs> my, hey, my, my, this is all I have to say about the case for 16-year-olds voting, okay? Couldn't be much worse. Like, <laughs> like True. I mean, what, are they going to mess it up better than, True. you That's know, more than uh, grownups did, you know? True. All right, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, What Up RG joins us.
You're listening to Hey Nothing. The song is I Haunt Your Dreams. <laughs> Great song. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is What Up RG. He's a hip hop artist who uses a unique blend of trap, rap, R&B, and Latin rhythms. And his lyrics are often introspective and thought-provoking. He's been making music since he was a teenager. He's released several mixtapes and albums over the years. His newest album is called New Hollywood. And to tell us a little bit more about it, here's our conversation with What Up RG. You have a very interesting story and I would actually love for you to share some of your story and your background for people that maybe don't know your upbringing, um, however much you feel comfortable sharing. I'm a uh, Mexican, first generation Mexican American uh, artist based out here in Atlanta. Uh, I feel like I've always just I've known this is what I wanted to do. Like, so I was like seven years old when I first got on stage and like was doing a cover song to to like one of my favorite rappers. And uh, yeah, I was like seven when that happened. And since then, I like I just never put the microphone on. I just kept going, learned how to write my own raps. Uh, eventually, learned how to produce, and then you know, I was working at a cost in it and. I was, I kept getting in trouble for like being distracted. So like I'm taking all these calls and stuff and that my manager kept getting on me for just getting distracted. I'm, I'm always doing something else. And I realized I'm sitting there like thinking through like my next song I'm gonna release. Or, and I'm sitting there thinking through like song ideas or merch ideas, design ideas. And yeah, that was definitely my last job. I like, I just, <laughs> I told myself like you know what maybe maybe i should just pursue this all the way and um yeah i dropped the my first single don't forget to live yeah i mean the rest is history that's the song that ace discovered ace is the a and r over here at reach um yeah he discovered that and i mean the rest is history kind of taking that leap of faith what was it like like were you nervous did you like what'd you feel about that i wasn't really nervous i was more so just ready to take on whatever came with it um my parents i've always had i feel like i mentioned my parents a lot but i've always had their support i've always had them backing me and you know Obviously, rapping isn't like a traditional job. Like it isn't like sure. uh, something that's like consistent. Even definitely at first, like I wasn't seeing any money. <laughs> but if anything, I was losing money. But uh, you know, my parents were just supportive, and they were there with me. And you know, it's crazy to share these moments with them now. Like I'm pretty sure my mom's gonna look up this interview as soon as it drops. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, and even just like dropping my album, you know, I just dropped my album, my debut album um, two weeks ago. And, 
you know, the first person I was talking to was my dad, you know. So it's really cool to share these moments and, you know, just I feel like I get to reward the people who believe in me mm. um, with just putting in the work and um, continuing to push forward. You know? I'm never solo, whole lot of fans in Abu Dhabi, Ladi, Ladi, who wanna party, coming in hot, it's like wasabi, walking on waves, look like tsunami. Even mentioned um like your song 3 a.m. like about your dad's deportation and after that, you know, like what was it like to write that song and kind of relive that and reprocess all of that? It was tough. <laughs> it was um Yeah. Yeah, it was tough, but for me you know there's songs that you kind of like it takes you a while to to write and then there's songs that just kind of like once this inspiration sparks like it's just 30 minutes later it's done um and for me i i had that that bridge the i don't pray like i used to i can't wait can't keep waiting on you like i had that i um i think i recorded there it was almost like a freestyle i think um I recorded that and then I was sitting like just trying to find like direction and it just hit me like yo I'm I'm gonna speak on this like this is this is it and once I sat down it was you know it was just ideas started flowing and I didn't feel like I was I was reaching for anything because it was just like speaking my experience um and just rhyming (laughs) but uh um yeah i think that's it was hard to relive but i think on the other side of it like it it makes it that much more rewarding to know that like my story can can touch people and that it can it can bring hope to people so yeah oh how shook when the cops knock oh how shook when the cops knock 4 a.m and they want pops 4 a.m and they want pops daddy turn around said farewell Mama crying on the stairwell. Little brother go look out the window. <laughs> Why daddy got hands you know, on him? He say a Christian who hasn't gone through that experience, but they listen to your music. Like, what do you hope they take away from listening to that experience? I just hope that they could, they could hear me. Mm. Like, I like rather than rather than listening with like a presumption of what i'm going to talk about or like what i'm going to say like i just hope that they can hear me because it's not just my story it's thousands and thousands of other people's story um and i yeah i just hope that they can they can maybe have compassion and um we're not just like dishwashers we're not just like home cleaners we're not just construction workers we're not like we are uh, we're families that like that are hardworking, but we're also we have our own struggles. We have our own tensions and things we deal with throughout life, and and um, yeah, we're so misrep underrepresented and misrepresented. Like I, I'm just I hope that they can hear me. That was What Up RG. Check out his new albums, New Hollywood. It's available now.
listening to Metronomy and Hakberna. The song is Right on Time. Well, earlier in the show, we were talking hibachis and Jesse's desire to start a podcast sitting around a hibachi with a bunch of strangers. And uh, we thought, you know, we want to help you all, dear listener, with your hibachi socialness, I guess. Yeah. So in this segment, we're doing hibachi talk. Hibachi talk. I'm, we're going to pose some questions to you guys, which are sample questions that you can use in your daily life next time you're at a hibachi and you want to make small talk with the strangers around you. Hibachi talk. All right. I love it. So here, here we go. Uh, you can use this question and you guys can answer. Uh, what secret superpower would you like to have? That's actually not a bad icebreaker for a person at a hibachi table. What secret superpower would you like to have? It has to be secret, right? Like you, secret. You, 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 like Judas yeah. Smith playing the saxophone on Lana Del Rey's album that we talked about in last yeah. episode. Secret <laughs> skill that he has. Your secret superpower. Is, yeah. Well, it takes flying out because flying's the default, but it's very hard to be uh, uh, <laughs> conspicuous while you're flying, right? Ooh. Like cats out of the bag right away. I mean, interesting. I think. I mean, honestly, it's got to be mind reading, right? I mean, wouldn't that be the ultimate? That's what mine superpower? is. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But didn't Mel Gibson have that movie where he could hear women's thoughts and it like ruined his life? I just don't think he handled his power well. Okay. I'd like to, okay, I don't know if I'm allowed to put qualifiers on my superpower. I want to be able to choose when I mind read. Like, I don't want to just be like overwhelmed with everyone's thoughts. I want to be able to you like. You want to be able to control right, it. I want to be able to single someone out and be like, what are you thinking right now? And I think that might be better. I don't know if you're allowed to control super. I don't know how superpowers work. Um, you're supposed to be able to control it. You need to go to Professor X, mm. be an X man, so he could teach you how to control it. Well, yeah, for sure. Derek, I feel like X you're 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 pretty you're pretty dialed in to uh -huh. the spectrum of superpowers. Uh -huh. uh, you know, you're a consumer of a lot of superhero content. What would your secret superpower be? Knowing that you have, like I said, probably the most knowledge of these type of powers out of anyone here. Uh -huh. I think I'm going to go to Batman route and say my superpower is that I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got to be secret. It's got to be secret. Right. So, so, I mean, you know, you can't tell anybody. It's all underground. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that would be my secret power. It's just like, yeah. hey, Batman, look, whatever superpower you have, Batman has enough money to neutralize it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, I think that would be point. my superpower is that I'm just ridiculously loaded. Uh, all right, here's another hibachi talk option. You're sitting down. You're sitting down. Hey, nice to meet you. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, I think he might do the tornado tonight. You know, Oof. like get ready. Uh, uh, so a little, little small talk. What lie do you keep telling yourself? <laughs> what lie do you keep telling yourself? <laughs> wow, this is this is getting personal and deep. Well, this is the one. No, you know, you know, this is, maybe this is pedal, maybe this is pedal tavern talk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. this is what I want to hear drunken people on Broadway talk about. <laughs> what no, lie do you I, talk I do about? convince when I'm because I'm obviously from this episode. You can tell I'm a junk food aficionado. I try to tell my. I always tell myself, well, you know, look, if you break down what's in this burrito. It it's actually pretty healthy, right? Even though I'm eating it <laughs> no, from a Taco good. Bell. Like that's in my good. mind, I will lie to him. It's only beans. Beans can't be that bad. They're they're a vegetable, I think. <laughs> Meat or meat like protein. Yeah, yeah. But either way, I, I constantly tell myself that lie. But in my mind, there's a couple 
uh, hibachi table stereotypes. You know, one of them is like the business guy that just got off work and he, and it was a long day, but he's got like the rolled down necktie and he's kind of sweaty and he's got his sleeves, dress shirt sleeves rolled up. You don't ask that question. This is not a question you ask that guy or it's no. going to get heavy real yeah. quick. Yeah. You, you go ask, ask the little kid with the family, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What, what about you guys? What lie do you tell yourself? I'm going to the gym. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, Emily. I feel like I, this, I feel like it's going to sound sadder than I mean it to, but it's really not. I feel like I tell myself I'm a lot cooler than I actually am. Um, oh. <laughs> Emily, you're, you're very cool. Let's, let's I don't that know. Right I mean, again, I think I'm cool. I think there might be other people out there that, have strong arguments against that and that's fine for the next 40 minutes the entire hibachi table is telling you all the wonderful <laughs> things about yourself and make and how what great and you are and along yeah there you go that's brilliant hibachi <laughs> talk mm-hmm. um yeah, hi no nice idea. to meet you nice to meet you i heard the the white sauce is great here uh hey by the way um what movie always makes you sad or even cry what movie always makes you sad or even cry i don't, ha- I don't have one i always cry in uh, Little Women, the one that just came out in 2019. I've seen it like seven Cause or eight so, times. Because they're so tiny. And they're like, just so tiny. It's tough um, for them to climb yeah, up into so chairs wide. and stuff. No, it's because I yes. love them so much that they're like, I'm like the fifth sister in my mind. Um, and I just care about them so much. So is that is that movie or book actually about little people? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I was like, yo, what kind of... <laughs> What in the world? <laughs> their life is I'm so hard, Derek. Derek, she cries because their life is so hard because the, the doorknob is up too tall. They can't quite reach it. You know, like it's I such a struggle. I could not catch the sarcasm. I was like, I didn't know what was going on. I've never seen it, never read the book. It don't come across my timeline. Nothing happens. So. No, no, no. It's about, it's about young women. <laughs> like oh, little okay. women. Um, <laughs> well, okay. it's, about, it's a family of four sisters and just kind of okay. like their life growing up in like the late 1800s um oh yeah, yeah, yeah i'm definitely not watching it's a very one. white movie i'll be honest but <laughs> it is the last thing i want to do is learn about white women in the 1800s okay, but it's like a really, like, like but this the, is like a really good one i just want to clarify like i bet it's great just, <laughs> but i ain't watching it fair enough i, I, I mean, bet it's great case. i'm sure case. it's phenomenal <laughs> yeah I'm not watching it though. Nope. There you go. <laughs> it's not my w- target. I'm not w- the target audience. I can tell you that now. <laughs> now, if you said those women had, uh, one of them had lasers shooting out their eyes, one of them was in, uh, invincible, the other one could read minds, and one other one could fly. Now you got my attention. I'm watching. I'm you watching. Got my attention. It's in the 1800s. <laughs> you got too? My atten- oh, yeah. In the 1800s. Oh yeah. Oof. You got my attention. The whole twist. The whole twist. Marvel. Of the genre. Where you at? DC. <laughs> James Gunn. You just took over to the superhero department. Little women with superpowers. Little Wonder Women. I'll let you. I'll let your boy. Little Wonder Women. I'll let your boy. <laughs> I'll let your boy. Just give me one half a percent. That's all I want. <laughs> I I don't I don't really get emotional in movies, but. I, sometimes I'll rewatch or just like clips on YouTube of like movies I really loved, like growing up, like it, the the old school like like 
Adam Sandler movies like you cried Billy in Madison Adam or Sandler Happy Gilmore. No, no, hold on, let me. Or like yeah, Ace Ventura. I was showing, cooked, bro. <laughs> I was showing my son like clips from Ace Ventura movies or like Chris Farley movies, like the movies that. And I get sad because I'm like, I don't think they make comedies like this anymore. Like Man, that mid-budget fact. comedy with like with an SNL personality like fronting it have uh-huh. gone away. For a long time, it was like let's take someone funny off SNL and just put them in. A, an hour and a half, a ninety-minute-long SNL sketch, and it's and mm-hmm. we're gonna Night release the these all the time. Yeah. yeah, and I love them, but they've gone away. They, Will Ferrell had that great streak. They mm-hmm. even like Anchorman, they, but they don't make them anymore, and I think that's a bummer. I'm not, I don't cry about it, but I do like oh, <laughs> the, the streaming's really elbowed these movies out. Mm-hmm. There's no market anymore. For I it. can't believe you cried at an Adam Sandler movie. That makes sense. So, hi, nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the salad. Um, have you, or what's the nicest, what's the nicest thing you've ever done for someone? What's the nicest thing you've ever hibachi. done? If you're eating salad or hibachi, you're doing it wrong, man. <laughs> the hibachi uh, no, always no, that, has that a little ginger salad. Ginger dressing is the great. Ginger dressing that is ginger great. Dressing is what great. are you talking about, Jesse? That, that's garnish. That's garnish. It's not meant to be eaten. That's not meant to be eaten. For sure. <laughs> it's like all, it's like, it's almost like the lettuce is like translucent. It's like, oh, this, I don't think this is the, the freshest uh, bit of lettuce here. Uh, what's the nicest sorry, thing you've question? ever? What's the nicest thing you've ever done for someone? Little icebreaker question with your table mates. Man, so there was this woman up, that was on the just, side of the car, on the side of the road, and I, I kid you not, man, her her battery had died, and I and you know none of us had jumper cables, so I just you know I looked at her, I said, hey, you know, do you believe? She said, yeah, I believe. I closed my eyes. I put my head on the engine. And then I, I said, wake up. And the car came to life. And she went on about her day. So, And you, know. and you guys have been married for 11 years now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's how I met your mother, kids. kids yeah. that's how I, met your I healed her battery. That's a crazy story, Derek. Are you serious? That's nuts. <laughs> no, hey, I'm, la- I'm laughing because it's funny because th- nobody here got it. But if all of y'all was on black Twitter, y'all would get it because Kevin Gates told that story and on, oh. on like <laughs> he told that story on uh like the Breakfast Club or something, and everybody was like, "Bro, this is the craziest <laughs> lie I ever heard in my entire life." I'm gonna send you the clip. It's the craziest thing I ever seen in my life, yo. Where, where LeBron's like, dude, I was listening to Migos like when I was like twelve. Right. <laughs> no, no, it was like LeBron got called out because he was literally after yeah. after he takeoff got killed. Like he was like, "Yeah, I put the Miami Heat onto him in 2010. Their first mixtape was in 2011." And like, and then the internet went sleuthing and found 50 times LeBron oh, yeah. lied for yeah. absolutely no reason, like trying to be cooler than he is or whatever. It's crazy. Yeah. That was yeah, a fun week on Twitter. That was. All right. Well, you know what. I got distracted by the lettuce stuff. There's a lot. I think we need to come back to hibachi talk. I think that was a good opening <laughs> opening uh, of hibachi talk. That's good. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank What Up RG for joining us. Make sure to check out his new album, New Hollywood. It's available everywhere you get your music. Also, it's the Christmas season. Speaking of music, go over to Spotify. Check out the Very Relevant Christmas uh, sound um, playlist. <laughs> you can uh, you can just find it by searching for a Very Relevant Christmas. It's over 200 songs, handpicked, no Mariah Carey. It's a great shuffle for the background for the car ride. Um, we did it just for you. Hey, also, uh, I don't know if you've been following Relevant on all the socials, but we've been posting a lot more on Instagram lately, more of our content. We realized we're putting out like 10... 
15 articles a day covering, you know, the intersection of faith, culture, life, features, news updates, all the stuff. Funny stuff, random stuff, slices stuff. And if you follow us on Twitter and Facebook, you see it all. If you are not Twitter and Facebook, which a lot of you aren't, if you're just on IG and TikTok, you're not seeing any of it. So we decided to take a lot more of our content over to IG. So if you don't follow us on Instagram, follow us. It's Relevant Magazine is the name. And uh, in the new year, you're going to be seeing a lot more from us in the video space. Uh, so you can just proactively follow us on TikTok if you want to. At Relevant, or Relevant Magazine is the handle there as well. If you're not on the socials, just make sure to bookmark relevantmagazine.com and make it part of your daily web browsing. And right there on the front page, you can sign up for our daily newsletter. It's the top five trending stories in your inbox every morning. It's a great way to stay plugged in, you know. There's a lot of other stuff. There's a magazine. There's other things to check out on the website. Go check it out, relevantmagazine.com. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron String. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Derek Miner. We will see you next time. Have a great week, everyone. For listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts browse the shows on the relevant podcast network which you can find at our site and while you're there don't miss the all-new era of relevant magazine a new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com Weather manipulation for dinner. Relevant Podcast Network. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.